take no crap of nobody. There is no excuse for not living up to the, your fullest potential. No excuse. I am Boogie the Beast. Revolutionary. From the West Coast. 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 Boogie the Beast. Say it Say it Loud Podcast. It is your host, Boogie the Beast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Say It Loud Podcast. However you're listening to it on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, and SoundCloud, however you're getting to it, we appreciate you getting to it. Nonetheless, I want to bring up a special guest, uh, a man who has supported me since I got into the LA area with not only humor, but always some knowledge, a local hustler, and we'll get into that later, a husband, a father, and a black entrepreneur, my man, Brother Marv, Mr. Marv. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm happy to be here, real happy to, you know, uh, you know, grace your podcast with my presence. Happy to be allowed here, happy to be invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, now let's drink, bro. Let's drink yes. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. drink champs. Hey, yes. this is a first right here. We're doing it real organic, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Noriega, how they be doing it, drink champs. But Turn I, it up. I really just wanted to sit down with him um, and not only give his flowers, but, you know what I'm saying, learn a little bit about gems and learn a bit about knowledge. But before we get into all that nitty and gritty, man, who is Marv? Who is Marvin? Who, 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 how, who am I sitting in front of? All right, so let me explain. I have like nine names, okay. right? Um, and, and my names and the origins of the names it is, is varied. It depends on like where you know me from, right? So my name is Marvin Mar- Morris the Fourth. That's my wow. given name. That's my, you know, quote unquote Christian name. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends call me Pete. My mom calls me Petey. Uh, in the hood, they might call me Pete or Pete Lope. Um, you could call me Goldie. All of those are my names. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I heard the Instagram name. All I heard of those, I call my Mark. <laughs> all of those are my name. Okay. Like, Jordan is Jordan and Boogie. Yeah. I'm Marvin or Pete or P or PD or Pete Love, whatever you want, however you want to do it. Okay, so for the sake of this, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm going to stick to just the boss. No, I'm kidding, but. Marv. Because Jordan's going to call me Marv. <laughs> I'm going to call him Marv on yeah. here. Um, so, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh. Born and raised in L.A., right? From the cradle. From the cradle. Uh, Low-key, I was, I was actually born at Dominguez Hospital, which is no longer there. Okay. They tore down the hospital after I was born. That's how ill of a nigga I was. But <laughs> and, I was and born... where is that at? I was born in Compton. But okay. Okay. from that on, I've been in South Central ever since. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, just getting into that, I think I just want to start early with it, man. Like, especially from me being a transplant to the perspective of somebody from here. I've had a few others on here. Shout out to Butter. Um... Shout out to Chris, uh, board name, a.k.a. Stay Folk, you know what I'm saying? A few other California, L.A., born and raised people. Like, what was it like for you, you know what I'm saying, in the neighborhoods, in, in the community, like, growing up, you know what I'm saying? When you look back on it and you, you know, you sitting outside with the, with your homies and just, damn, man, remember how we, you know, mm. what, what is that, what does that mindset look like now that you're an adult looking back on childhood? I mean, the crazy thing about L.A. is L.A. is is a varied place, right? You could go into, like, certain neighborhoods, and these neighborhoods are as different as, like, planets, right? It's different aliens in different planets. You feel what I'm saying? Like, people are completely different. Like, you got gang culture where it's, like, one neighborhood is literally across the street. You're going to cross that line, and that's them. And then over here, this is, you know... So, it's, you know, it gets like that. And then you also have, like, um, the just the... Just this confluence of different people that all bring their experience, 
And that's kind of like, like how South Central is. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was born in a different era, so I got to see South Central through the different eras. Like, I was here in the 80s era, the crack era, uh, the super gangbang era. I was also there in the era where it's like the truce of nine deuce. Like, you know, now, I've been what here. What is that? Can you, what is the truce of nine? Without that, so that's the, like, that's the era, and I was young. But I remember it very vividly. Like it's basically the era after the riots where okay. you would see your uncle run in with a big ass TV on his back and he's like, nigga, we did all this. So everybody was so happy because of the riots mm-hmm. and it was everybody against the police. So it was like a gang truce for a certain time. Okay. It was nineteen ninety two, so This is the year I was born. They re- affectionately refer to it as the truce of nine deuce. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. If you listen to Dub C, he said, kind of remind me of the truce of nine dudes. Actually, it was Mac 10. Shout out to Inglewood. Okay. We're at Inglewood right now. It was yeah. Mac 10 that said that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, getting into that. So, I mean, you know, I'm going to take a real geographical knowledge base. So, mm-hmm. again, you said mm-hmm. from South Central, but it's different planets. So, what part were you, your years mostly in? Or, like, where are you from? So, I was born... On 62nd in San Pedro. I was born in the Six Pack, which is the East Coasters, right? Okay. That's like, like it's a it's a, a certain faction of Crips, right? The, okay. the East Coasters is like, so Six Deuce, Six Six, Six Eight, Six Nine. I was born on 62nd in San Pedro. Then I get a little bit older and I go to Crenshaw from 8th grade. And I basically went to the west side, and I never went back to the east side. Shout out to the east side. You know, I got love for y'all, but this was at the point in time where it was like almost a great migration. A lot of the black people were leaving the east side of L.A. because it's kind of an unkept part of L.A. Like, it was red line. Like, you, if you dropped the Christmas tree, they wouldn't pick up the Christmas tree till April. Like, that's how bad it was. It was, like, a lot of roaming dogs around and shit like that. And so people were in better, like, in search of better lives. They were leaving. They moved, yeah. And they were going west or they were going to Lancaster or Palmdale. And, and we were a product places. of that. Yeah, so yeah. we ended up going and moving on 74th and Harvard, which is actually, like, the A-Trays. Um, but at this point in time, I'm running around in the streets in the 60s because okay. I go... To, to school at Crenshaw and all my best friends are from the avenues. This is my introduction to the avenue life and I've kind of been there ever since. I've been in the Crenshaw district ever since. Yeah. So I think, you know, and I appreciate that, breaking it down, I think that, like you said, like everything goes into not only what street you're born on, what community you're born into, mm-hmm. what friends you go into, yeah. but now it's like, you know, you're trying to just make it, I guess you could say, you know what I'm saying, and, and stay safe or not just stay safe, but you just trying to grow and grind. So, like, as a kid, like, what did you want to do? What did you want to be? Like, did you have that mindset yet at this point? Like, coming out of high school or Nigga, in high school? I did not know I was short. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, like, a lot of other people. <laughs> so, so, like, a lot of other people, I wanted to be a basketball player. If you see me on the east side, you saw me dribbling a basketball. Yeah. I was either on a bike or, right, or I was either riding a bike somewhere or... You know, dribbling the basketball, and I was good at basketball. I just didn't know that I was short, mm. and I was really I was athletic. Heavy confidence. You had heavy confidence. Uh, I was it's good. Yeah. I was good, but everybody's my size at that point. We all little. Yeah. The milk hadn't kicked in with them other niggas. <laughs> niggas got tall like you, 
everybody was short like me, so I'm giving niggas the business. <laughs> but then about 9th to 10th grade, I'm like, God damn, cuz, why these niggas getting so big and I'm not? <laughs> and then I kind of had to figure out a different way, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But I didn't necessarily have a, a super direction like that. I'm going to keep it real with you. Yeah. I was a person that was, I was struggling to find myself. I was into uh, rap. Like, I was into rap magazines. Mm-hmm. I was into rap music. I was into art somewhat. I was like one of those kids that was like uh, good at everything, but the master of nothing. Mm, you know what I mean? Renaissance man. Right. So yeah, yeah. my purpose, I found my purpose when I was a uh, older person. I couldn't say that when I was younger, I definitely knew who, how, or, you know, any of those things. Like who to be, how to be. I, I was definitely, I was the light-skinned kid that rolled with my niggas and I would be in the background like, what's happening? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was me. For that. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so fast forward, and then you get through high school. Um, did you, you know, did you go the college route? Did you attempt college? Did you go straight into like a job, or you know, what I'm boogie, saying? my nigga? You know, I went to college, bro. You I, heard my vocabulary I, before. Now I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I'm fucking with you, though. Listen, this no. is why I needed him on here. His sarcasm <laughs> is wild. No. So I, I did go to college, right? So what ended up happening was we were bad kids. In school. Now, what do you but, mean by bad? But we weren't bad kids in the way that we fuck people up or know anything. Like, I, can I cuss on here? Yeah, can absolutely. I talk that way? Loud. Okay. First All right. Man. Fuck that. We was bad. <laughs> nah. <laughs> but y'all was like Washington High back in the day. The Denzel with the Denzel. We no. were Crenshaw. Don't don't compare. Well, us no, oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying y'all was wilding out like. Ditching yeah, school, yeah. but you wasn't beating people. We were up. definitely ditching school. We would have parties. We would steal stuff from stores. We were just getting into being like mischievous kids. Like this gotcha. is this is a thing that they talk about with like they'll demonize youth, but other people do go through it too. Like other communities, yeah. you're gonna go through your rebellious phase. You're gonna touch the stove to see if it's hot. And we were like that. Mm-hmm. And because we were like that, my mom didn't think I was going to college, right? Mm-hmm. Because she would get so many calls about, like, your son is doing this and that, and he didn't show up to this class. But when the grades came out, I was always good, unless it was math. I'm going to keep it real. Shout out. Shout out. I'm terrible at math. I'm awful at I'm math. right with you. But I explained to my mom, like, I got that. Don't even worry about it. In fact, I'm going to college. My mom did not believe me. Mm. So fast forward to graduation day. I introduced to my mom to this guy named Mr. Bugs. I said, Mom, this is Mr. Bugs. This is the dude that's getting me in college. And she, like, looks at me with this bewildered look like. And I was like, I try to tell you I was going to college. So that summer, we went to this uh, program called Summer Bridge. Okay. So it's me, Dylan. You know yeah, Dylan. Dylan. Shout out. That's who this mic came from. His right. Wife. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my boy, Dylan. Uh, my brother, Jawan. God rest his soul. God bless the dead. Um, who else was there? A lot of niggas was there that did not go to that school. Like, they gave us an apartment, and I'm not going to lie, I moved the whole hood in there. Mike was there. Berto was there. Ralph was there. You know, Arden was there with us. He came from Crenshaw. So they just gave us an apartment. They gave us money, and we had no idea how to use it. We didn't know anything about this. And then our parents dropped us off, and they... They got us food from the grocery store. They were proud of us, and they left. And it was curtains. That was it. And we had four semesters, and they kicked us out of school. Because we was wild. Wow. We never had had that type of responsibility. 
freedom. or any of that type of thing. I think we just needed mentors. Like we didn't have any black RAs that really cared about us or cared to understand where we come from. And what school was this? You know what I mean? Cal State LA. Okay, I got you. And, and so it also wasn't like a big kind of a, um, like a super university. No, it just wasn't a big population of people that look like you or came from where you were from. Gotcha. Everybody that came into that school kind of came into the Equal Opportunity Program, which mm-hmm. we came into, and everybody's on a short lease. So, and you know, the percentage of people that were successful is very short. And it's also based on how much support you had, which I said, we didn't have it. And yeah. we were like in the streets. We got our tuition checks or whatever like that. We bought cars and we just got in the streets and went hard. You know what I'm saying? So I think with that, I think thank you. I appreciate that again. Shout out to Dylan again, man. My man, my man, y'all, y'all really be Dylan was there. Dylan did not live in our apartment, but that nigga slept on our floor. Like he (laughs) like the way they did the registration, Dylan lived next door to us. Yeah. But his apartment was turned down. So he was like, I gotta be with the homies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all got kicked in. We got kicked out together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, we, man. Yeah. Teamwork, so. nigga. <laughs> we do it. We gonna do it big. <laughs> and then, you know what I'm saying? We go take another, you know, big leap. Graduated college. You know, you're into the real I world. did not graduate Sorry, college. Sorry, left yeah. college. My bad. Left college. I left college and I was in the streets. In these streets. Hashtag. I was really in the streets in after the streets. that. Yeah, all of us were. We were just, we were in the avenues. Um, you know, we learned how to... Uh, you know, buy a quarter ounce of weed and break that down into zips yeah. or half zips or eighths. And that was our introduction into grinding. Entrepreneurship. That part. Yeah. That See, you made that association. Yeah. Exactly. So, because I feel like if you could sell drugs, then you could sell like a legal product. If you could organize a gang, then you could organize a legal group of people. And then that's where those type of things kind of came to suit me later on in life. You yeah. know what I mean? Definitely want to definitely want to touch on that too then. I think one thing I want to touch on before we get into, you know, the entrepreneurship of it is, mm-hmm. you know, at, like you said, like into the adulthood that you, you grew into, um, you know, we kind of talked about it. Uh, you know, shout out to Keep It Run 102. We just got done running. We um, did. I'm tired as hell. <laughs> I'm drinking tequila, but I'm still it's, tired it's as hell. It's a good recovery drink. Um you know, we kind of just said it. I don't want to put your age out that you might be saying it again on. No, I'm going to be 38 on May the 4th. Nigga, buy me something for my motherfucking birthday. May the buy 4th something for my website. May the 4th be with you. Yeah, May the 4th be with real. you. That um, part. So, you know, at 38 years old, um, you know, over this summer and I think over the last, like, you know, year and a half, two years, I've, I've known you and, I, and I've seen your Instagram and how much you always support and friends and family, man. I try. The, the, um, the unfortunate of a lot of it is I've seen you have to post mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, rest in peace or or free free the homies or, you know what I'm saying, you know, my niggas locked down, like, send them love. Like, yeah. you know, I guess, how do I ask? As an adult looking at that, you know what I'm saying, like, the dudes that you grew up with that didn't make it and things like that, you know, to make it to where you are, like, mm-hmm. do, you, do you almost get, like, survivor's remorse or do you ever feel like... Like, why them and not me? Or does that kind of make you not really. grind harder? Not really. I think, you know, once you get up in age, like you said, I'm, I'm about to be 38. Yeah. So. That's an OG status. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. And if you feel that way, this Boogie's a tadpole. This nigga ain't even 30 yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm I hate this nigga. I hate you young niggas. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> I got but, good knees still. Hanging in there. 
But the, the thing about it is you just have to realize like revolutions, right? Mm. A revolution is like what goes around comes around. Like so like you right, so like youth and old, you know, uh like what's new has to grow old. Like that's the way that things work. Like what's born has to die. Mm. And all of us are not on the same journey. You know, the the metric isn't the same for our lives. Like some of us like think about me and you, right? We're having this podcast right ten years, now. Ten years apart almost. Right. Yeah. But but Nine think years, about yeah. the things that we've done. Like me and you are pretty accomplished people. We wake up every day kind of trying to accomplish like what we can. Yeah. But think about us versus like Nip yeah. or Pop. Let's make Pop. I always say Pop as an example because that nigga was 25, right? Yeah. So 25 Wild. years old. Recording more albums than anybody, but though that's like the benchmark. Like, make your life count. Mm. These are like people that, whatever their twenty-four hour intervals were, they were using the shit out of them, like maximum capacity. So to me, it's not about that. Like, I think sometimes we get caught up in this, um, especially with Instagram. Like, there's almost like a microwave. Society. It's not even microwave. It's like a we get caught up in kind of almost fetishizing our pain as black mm. people, right? We go through so much pain, we want to share our pain. Oh, this person got shot, the kid died, and and I, and I'm not going to say that I'm not complicit in it too, but one thing that you have to remember is you have to remember life. You have to remember life. There ain't no death without life. Like we don't know what ha- what God has planned. Like, you know, I've been in situations where uh, a young person died, 13, 14, 15, different stuff like that. Even when we were, I went to a violent high school. I went to a uh, a high school where people got killed while we were there. Like, while we was young, we had people die on campus, like shit like that. Like, Crenshaw is like, it was like an ill place. But when you think about those type of things, it's like, it's not... I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to explain. It's just like I get you. I get where you're going. I get yeah. the way you're walking down it. Yeah, it's 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 not like uh you just have to think about it like what can you utilize from learning like maybe that was something for you to learn. Hmm. Like maybe that was something for you to know like this could be snatched from you and then you'll realize your potential and you'll live to the fullest potential. Like maybe that's what this is about. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's like God made that person the angel and took that person away so you guys could pay attention to what's going on. Like, this shit is real. Like, you know, sometimes it's just it's just like that. You know what I mean? But we have to get out of the thing of, like, feeling, like, so heavy. You know what I mean? Like, from our generation, just, like, nip and then, you know, this person and that person. Kobe, it gets so heavy. But you have to remember life, bro. Like... Life, that's what I take away a, a lot of times now. I have to remind myself, in death, maybe God wants us to think about life. Like, maybe he takes the strongest among us, the people that did the most work, because their work is there for you to see mm. what they did with their time, right? Now My it's on you. Yeah. yeah, what's your contribution? Mm-hmm. Like, this person did this in 25 years, right? Pop, 25 years. Pop Nip, Smoke. Yeah, Pop right. Smoke, 30, you know, uh, Nip, 33 years. Jesus Christ, 33 years. Like, maybe that's God's message to you. Like, I took I took the strongest among you, that the people with the greatest output, to show you how you could be, 
you know, doing your own thing. Like, uh, can you live up to that expectation? You know what I'm saying? You are now tuned into the one and only. Say it loud. Yo, say it loud. Say it loud. Come on now, dog. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Say it loud. Say it loud podcast. It's lit. And we are back, say it loud. It is still your host, Boogie the Beast. Back in this motherfucker. No. Back in this motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> But uh, yeah. tequila is kicking in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had to take a quick little drink break. You a know little break. <laughs> uh, but talking about breaks, something that I feel like you don't do much of. I love segues. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about grinding. We talked about growing, and we talked about what you basically took a lot of, or what you took from you know childhood into adulthood is the I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna go get it how I can. Yeah. And now you've turned that into not only a business but a legacy and a foundation. Right. And that's the cool table. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talking about that, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sitting in front of a, a CEO of a black business. What oh, and man. how Thank you, is the cool table? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not from here. I see word. I'm like, yo, that's nice. What is this? Boogie got all that shit, man. I don't know why he acting <laughs> like that, bro. I be giving out. just gave him some shit. But Shout out to he man. knows what it is. But let me say this. I, I, I really want to... You know, we ran a long time and we drinking tequila, but I want to concentrate on this particular part because this the message is important. So this is the ethos, right? The idea of the cool table, right? When I was growing up, like I said, the riots, Rodney King, blah, blah, blah. There was an, a narrative about the area that I come from. I was born in South Central. I know every part of it, every part of it, 30s. 40s, 60s, 100s, you know, and I consider South Central, like, when I say South Central, I, I also mean, like, Compton, too, I mean, Long Beach, too, I'm, I'm almost talking about greater LA, it's just, you know, it is what it is, like, different people uh, differentiate in different ways, even Inglewood, but I'm more talking about the pride for the city, the urban area, right, so you have, um, this is Los Angeles, right, if you're five miles away from Hollywood, right, you're five, five miles away from the biggest homes, like the Migos and all of these people that come here, they come here because it's live, right? And they live in Hollywood, they live in Brentwood, but where they get their sauce is South Central LA. Mm. They're always going to come here because the people here, we're the salt of the earth. And I'm not saying that in a fucked up way. I'm not saying it in an elitist way. I'm just saying it how it is, bro. The the mountains in the city, like the, the mountains have all of those hills with all the, the homes on them and it looks beautiful where it says Hollywood and all of that. But all of those people there, in particular the black ones or the people of color, everybody gets their sauce from the people down the hill mm. that live in the urban area, that live mm. in the city, right? And I, it's not to exclude anybody. I'm talking about all of L.A., the, the the regular people in L.A. are the salt of the earth. But this is the trick, right? right? The, the, the greatest trick that the devil ever did is convincing somebody that he didn't exist, right? So what ended up happening here in South Central is like, we're the dopest place. We got the ice cream truck. We got the corn lady. We have, you know, the, the block parties and the water guns and like all of this shit. Like we grew up like really community oriented. I, was, yeah. I grew up in the era that where... South Central was more organized than it is fragmented. It's more fragmented now because it's post a lot of things that happened to it. Mm. Um, but I come from an era where it was more together. 
But the idea of this is the media did all of this shit to paint the right, well to paint the 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 to paint the area in a bad light hmm. but it's to keep business away it's hmm. to keep business from thriving but in this that's why I always like if i put something on instagram a lot of times i'll i'll like hashtag like black renaissance or um you know new black wall street different shit like that because here LA moves fast. In order for you to keep up here, you're gonna have to grind. You gotta you're gonna go. have to hustle. Yeah. You're gonna have to save. Like the cost of living is fast. All of that type of shit. In order to make it here, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So the 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 idea of it is, you know, to build up our communities, right? You have a megaphone right now. We have Instagram, we have Facebook. Now it's not just the media telling you if you go to South Central LA, you're gonna get shot. Or something bad is going to happen to you. We control the narrative as much as the dominant media. Mm. So if if we're able to do that, then we need to let people know there's love here. It's beautiful here. Love. Nipsey Hussle was from here. John Singleton's from here. Keyshawn Johnson's from here. The Lakers are, are, are right downtown. Like yeah. I want our area to be as... To have the opportunity to be as fruitful as any other area where the opportunity for commerce is, mm. right? Like, Anaheim has Disneyland. Right. I want South Central to have a Disneyland. Or whatever the equivalent is. Like, why did we get left out? Like, we know we got left out because we got redlined. Like, they didn't want us to have opportunity, but that they shit's didn't want over. Growth. Yeah. Right. So now, we're just taking the opportunity to market ourselves to market the area, like come here, it's love here. Come to Slauson and Crenshaw. Come over on Florence. Come to this place. Like this person is building this beauty salon and it's black owned, or maybe it's Latino owned, or maybe it's Asian owned, or, or whatever the case may be. But the ideal is to celebrate an area that's been diminished for so long, mm. right? A, a, a place that's been made to feel small, a place that to the dominant media has put a thing on us where people feel like it's not safe to come here, and that's not true at all. Right. You know what I'm I, I mean, not to cut you off. But yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you're hitting it right on the spot. I think when I first moved here, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity uh, to stay with one of my cousins in Lamert Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I always heard the narrative like, you know, don't say you live in L.A. if you're north of the ten. Or don't say that, you know, uh, your experience in L.A. Yeah, I'm curious about that. What did... This is this is the thing that I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah. Let's how do, the script. I'm yeah, on. Here we no, go. How do people? Because I worked in office. Like, yeah. honestly, I worked in corporate a right. lot of times. Like, I'm a hustler, so I keep a regular job even if I'm grinding. Right. But one thing that I noticed about people, even if they come from Alabama, like you come from Arizona, yeah, they transplant life. They know where to go. Yeah. Like you're in Inglewood. Like a lot of people won't go to like the grimiest places where it's cheapest to live. Like you didn't move to the Jays. Yeah. You know. I'm saying? Is that the jungle? The jungle. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah no, we no, call no. it the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I knew, you know what I'm saying? Because my family was, yeah. you know, like, but that's that's where I feel most comfortable. Mm. Even, you but know I'm, I'm saying, saying when yeah. you touch down out here, how did you know where to go to? Like, because you get that idea from somewhere. That seed was planted somewhere. That's what I'm right. curious so, about. So, uh, so Courtney. You know, mm-hmm. Courtney, shout out to uh, Jomali Kids. I do know yeah. Courtney. Yeah, so shout out to Jomali Kids. Yeah, my girl Courtney put me on to the Run Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
one of the homies grew up off Crenshaw and 104th. Mm. So every time I came to LA, every time I drove to LA from mm. San Diego, I stayed there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, this is the bottoms. Not understanding what that meant, not understanding anything. I just knew we was off Crenshaw and 104th. Yeah. That, that's all I ever knew. So I was like, okay, cool. So I knew the area. The bottoms is some Inglewood shit for you niggas that don't know. Because yeah. I'm not from Inglewood. I'm from the blue side. That's the red side. And I understand. Yeah. But yeah. So, so you know, I was just like, okay, like, that. that's what I knew. That's what I understood. When I finally moved here, I moved in with my cousins. They live in Lamar Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I get I can go to Lamar Park Square. I see black-owned businesses. I see black things. Why not want to keep my dollar right here? Right. When I could go, or you know what I'm saying? Like when people are like, we go to we go to Hollywood for Taco Tuesday. Mm. I'm like, it's a, it's a taco truck I can walk to. Why would I give my car to drive? Way it might quote unquote be better food, but my experience is right here. Right. Like so that that's where my I guess ideas were planted. You mm. know what I'm saying about all that and you know yeah that that was that was like my first you know shout out to Lakin. Uh, that's my dog, man. He even held him, holding me down for quite some time. Mm. But that was my living or sleeping like experience. Like your introduction. That was like my true introduction of like, this is where we're going out. Like, I remember one of the first times, and we're going to get back to you, but I remember one of the first times we were getting ready to go out, and he was like, uh, I got to stop by the mall. Mind you, I'm I'm not living here yet. Yeah. I wore a Red Sox jersey to Fox Hills. And well, you you <laughs> you might have been cool. You might have been cool because Fox Hills is. But yeah, he was, we got but out. Anyway, I don't get to the politics. He got but. out of the car and he was just like, "Do you have a shirt on under that? Because you're not walking in there with me with this." Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh." And this is the first time I've ever been checked for you know what I'm saying ever like ever like so this is and he wasn't checking you what what he, he was, was just saving he me was from a yeah he was trying to let you know like yeah, that might get you into some shit right and yeah. it's like bro like I I don't we it's not the it's politics. not time for us to get into this you know right. what I'm saying so that was my first introduction to that so Lakin you know what I'm saying my my dog always been holding me down but nonetheless all the way back to it man you know what I'm saying the you know the what I'm cool saying? table the right. cool table. You know what I'm saying? In front of you right now, mm-hmm. you know, why this business? Why, you know, start a brand? Why? And we kind of got into the Yeah, yeah, ghost, yeah. So. No. So this is this is the this is the evolution of the idea. And it's a it's a multifaceted kind of uh, So it. I'll try to sum it up, right? Like I told you, I grew up on the Source magazine, the Vibe magazine. Ebony. But these are also black-owned magazines, right? Yeah. So the thing that's unique about them is they will show you Mecca. Fat form, Fubu, cross colors, Eniche, Paco Jim, nigga, nigga, what you know? You're thirty. That's boring, right? That's later. That's later. That's later. But 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 my point is, I saw the variants of all of those different companies, Mm. and then there was a point in time where they dissipated, right? There was a point in time where all that shit went away. Like, I was out of high school, and then none of that was anymore, and then it was only really white companies. And I'm not saying anything bad about white companies, but I believe in if you don't start something, then how do you progress to being a legacy company? Like, i give you a perfect example. I believe I was having this conversation with my homeboys. I'm like, Nipsey's company, the Crenshaw company, Right, the the marathon company that's gonna be a legacy company like that's gonna be worth. It's gonna have a billion dollar valuation one day, mm. but the seed was planted. It was watered. Things happened, and we didn't want those things to happen. But he did the hard work, 
And if you do the hard work, it'll go beyond where you're able. Yeah. yeah, it'll go beyond where you're able to take it with your own body, mind, and soul. Because people absorb it and they take it. They they feel a certain way when they wear. Like if I'm when I make the cool table clothing, right? And it's not all about people from South Central, but facts. What mm-hmm. I like the fact that people that are from South Central or spent time in South Central or whatever the case may be. I like the fact that you could go to the airport because I do this shit. I go to the airport and people are like reading my back. They're reading where it says like South Central LA or made in South Central LA. Like, why we can't do that? You know what I'm saying? You read a fashion tag, it'll say made in Italy. You read uh, uh, buy something from Fendi, buy something from Gucci, it says made in Italy. I want my shit to say made in South Central LA. Like, this is with pride, we put affection and, and time and care into this particular garment. And in particular, we want you to go somewhere where you get noticed. Mm. Because, again, you're turning the, the narrative on, on its head, right? If people feel like South Central LA, it, there's a negative associated with that. Let's turn that into something right. because they're gonna notice Change the narrative, right? If we they the, yeah. if they see South Central LA on your back, if that's like an eye catcher, let's turn that up. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that they notice it. But what ends up happening is if we do that in a good way, it brings business back to the area. Yeah, and I I'm like saying that. this in a way where it's market. It's it's basically guerrilla marketing. That part. Yeah. But I'm a part of like a bigger uh, a bigger thing. Like all of my homeboys, like. You know, like my homeboy from 60s, homeboy from 40s, people from 30s. These are all like areas within L.A. And it's not just gang culture, but just different people are making businesses that, and, and they're getting support from their area. So we do that on a mass level. Mm-hmm. Like why can't our, uh, like why we can't create a retail experience Culminate. like all these other companies and different shit like that. Like yeah. we want it to be like, you know, Rodeo Drive. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like where people are coming to spend money here and that money stays here. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know what I'm saying, I've come out to, you know, Lamert does a very good example of that on Sundays. I love they, Lamert. Where they do the, like, what is it, every other Saturday? Something like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where, where it's just all, you know what I'm saying, businesses. Not just black businesses, but primarily black businesses, black-owned businesses. And you're able to just set it up. And it, it is, you know what I'm saying, like the, the South Central Rodeo where it's, or it's clothes, it's candles, it's it's shoes, it's it's services, mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But why the name the cool table? Like why why the name? <laughs> That's a long story. I, I, low key, I picked the cool table because I don't fashion myself. Like I said, I never was like a, when I was younger. I wasn't like the super leader nigga. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> around. Look, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you a real story, bro. My friends are gangbangers, bro. Like, my friends are, like, real niggas. Like, like if you disagree with niggas, niggas be like, what? But I'm talking about, about a popsicle, nigga. Like, a nigga could be like, nigga, no, get, get the strawberry shortcake. We have the, we have the, we have the, uh, we have the ice cream truck. And they be like, nah, now nah, I'm about to get the strawberry shortcake. And the nigga be like, cuz, you not about to get the WWF shit. But a nigga is so convincing that he'll convince you to do it. And when I was younger, I'd be like, bro, this nigga so intimidating that I'm going to just do what he said. <laughs> but then I got older and I would just, I, I realized, bro, cool is what you make it. Because mm. I was thinking like, when it comes to like leadership or if it comes like uh, to 
just being who you who you are, feeling, uh, just feeling like innately comfortable in your own skin. That belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tell you nothing, bro. Like I'm a hood nigga. Nobody can't tell me that I'm not a hood nigga, but I'm also a nerd. I read more than most people. I probably know more than most people. It, you know, it, it is what it is. And I have to take what come along with that. Like, you can't want to be somebody else. But this is, when you're sitting down at the table to be yourself, you are who you are. Like, don't try to conform. Don't try to be nobody else. Like, this is my level. This is my version of cool. Yeah. It don't mean that like if it ain't cool to you, that don't mean it ain't cool. This right. is my version of cool. Right, because I want the strawberry shortcake ice cream. <laughs> oh, and God. You, and you can go get the tweet. Nigga, I love strawberry shortcake. Like, that part, nigga. <laughs> but but that's the thing about no, it like is... That. It's about perspective. It's about perspective, and it's about who you feel as an individual. If you feel like it's cool, don't be moved. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, maybe... Stay ten toes. Yeah, you yeah. might feel like this thing that is not uh, popular with your friend group is... Like, super cool, go your own way. Mm. And I promise you, if you stay consistent doing whatever that thing is, you'll find it, and it'll become cool to everybody. Mm. Even if they front on it, even if they don't act like they understand it or like it, bro, stay, I promise you, if you stay consistent, you'll make that shit cool. Because cool is in the, the eye of the beholder, and it's really what you end up cultivating. Plant the seed, watch it grow. But be there long enough to water it every day. Don't abandon it to go and do the other pursuits that other people are doing. Be you. Do you. Do what do what got you here. Dance, Sit at the cool table. That part. You know what I mean? It's like if you go to a dance. Like, dance with the girl that got you here. Don't leave her for some other shit because you feel like it might be, like, momentarily cooler. Like, no, this is the... This is the cool table. We're doing the cool shit right here. Like, I decide what's cool. You decide what's cool to yourself. And that's why I named it that, though. You are now tuned into the one and only. Say it loud. Yo, say it loud. Say it loud. Come on now, dog. Best podcast I've ever listened to. Say it loud. Say it loud podcast. It's lit. I just wanted to tap in with y'all before this episode was over. First and foremost, thank you so much for tuning in and listening and sitting down with the CEO and founder of The Cool Table, my man. Marv. I want to make sure that always we get everybody at the cool table. We get everybody's voice, everybody's opinion, but it only starts if we can get that one in first person. So if you yourself or you know anybody else that wants to be a part of this, please let me know. Send me an email, reach out to me on the website, find out, find a way to get to me because I'd love to hear not only your perspective, but I would love to get another perspective on here within the black community. So I love y'all. Let's finish this one out. Again, this is the Say Loud podcast available on all downloading and streaming platforms. I'll holla. Last part, we back. Marv, drop the hardest bars you've ever heard. Go. God damn, cuz this nigga put me on the spot. Uh, so listen, I want to say something right now. Okay. To black people. And people of color in particular. And even our, like the allyship. Like people that aren't black, but you identify with our plight. It's not as bad as it seems. Mm. I think what needs to happen is in, in in the communities that people inhabit, where you what what you have to do is you have to stop thinking about <clears throat> you have to stop thinking that you can change the consciousness of the the other side. What you have to do is come together around your own 
um, ideal system around your own, um, you know, willingness to organize and, and different things like that. Like what we're missing, like this. Uh, so I give you a, for instance, right? Keep if, it real. If, if you go to like Koreatown or different places like that, they have signage that's in their native tongue. You know, they have a way that they treat each other. They understand that in those areas, what's most important is our voices. Mm. You know what I mean? We're going to have Kinnapon as the alderman or an assemblyman or councilman. And then when Kinnapon Jr. gets old enough, he's going to be that person. Right. right? And we have to continue to do the same thing. I think in our areas, that's where I'm trying to go to, towards like building organization in particular with men right because what ends up happening in in our i'm not i'm gonna keep it real i'm like i'm gonna keep it way real i'm disappointed in our men we're supposed to be more organized we're supposed to be better in terms of our leadership in terms of our the way that we're showing leadership to everybody else to our children to women, different things like that. This thing is only going to go as far as we can take it. Mm. So we have to organize. We have to mobilize. We have to be prepared for things to happen as opposed to being reactionary when things happen with the police in our community. Have your your house and your affairs in order. So you don't have to... Yeah. And it's not even eggs in a basket. It's like if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. You know what I'm saying? Our generation, three generations ago, they had groups, they had organization, they had meetings, they meetings. had all of these things yeah. that were Even there. Even Watch went away. Right. Yeah. And you can still have competitiveness. It don't mean you have to get along with every man on your block or different things like that. But we have to keep our sight on the goal. And what the goal, the goal is, is a high tide raises all ships. Don't hate on mm. your brother. Don't hate on your, your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, get to know the people that look like you. When we walk past each other, like, don't give somebody an ice grill. Be like, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? Like, let's make sure, like, I'm envious of the women community, the woman community, and particularly the black woman community. It's so much love. It's so much support there. But we're the leaders in our community. They're looking for us to be the ones that will um, set the mark. So what we have to do is... We have to come together, we have to lead, we have to protect, we have to secure, we have to fortify our communities. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Protect it from the inside. That part. And you have to build around that. Like, listen, where we are right now, South Central LA, this is like a bastion of, in terms of real estate, in terms of commerce, the business, the houses, all of that type of shit is something to be protected. And if we don't protect it, you're going to lose it. Yeah. But the way that you protect it is you move as a whole. You can only get so far as an individual. You feel what I'm saying? So what we have to do is figure out a way for us to support each other, for us to mobilize, for us to move together as a unit, for us to support each other. And, of course, you're always going to have, like, you know, if you consider yourself an alpha male or whatever it is, you're going to have your issues. We're going to bump heads with each other trying to figure it out. But you have to keep the goal in mind. keep moving forward. Yeah the, yeah. the the goal in mind is that we want to make sure that the next generation has it easier than we had it. Right? Mm-hmm. 
That's real. That they, they wake up, uh, not wake up, but that they grow up and they see black business owners. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in my era, we and just see... speaking to, to neighbors, you know what I'm saying? That not part too. not afraid to be outside with the kid or you not know who lives next door. Like, yeah. Yeah, those things, yeah. Even just a rarity, like, seeing a black person in a position of power. Like, yeah. this guy is the black guy and he is the office manager right or he's the ceo of the company the like you said manager yeah, or, yeah like it's like wow we, we it's have to wow. we have to cultivate that we have to plant that seed so that the next generation comes up and be like that's how it's supposed to it's be supposed to be yeah. yeah the black grocery store the black liquor store the black donut shop the black and, and when Our i say shop. black i'm not saying it to omit anybody else i'm just saying it like Black people, we have to wake up to what's going on. Everybody else has figured out this except for us. Mm. That there's a, a, you know, you have to build community, you know, and not to get too deep on y'all, but like man, woman, child, and then community, right? The man takes care of the woman. He serves the woman. The woman serves her husband. They both serve the children. They exist in a community, and that community thrives, and we're a tribe. And that simple ideal is like literally like where we're gonna get to where we need to go. Yeah, and that mindset goes into you know it, it takes a village. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's stronger than you know anybody because you know you can't be a, a leader if you don't have farmers. You can't you know what I'm saying have a farmer if you don't have you know the hunters or or the medicine. And you know again it's. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Yeah. And I think when you, you know, when you understand that you can't do everything by yourself and as you grow, you know what I'm saying, especially putting all this back into being a transplant, that's what I appreciated the most is because I came in very quiet. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I look, I'm being real transparent. I don't know if it's the tequila or not. I asked Mark before I bought, you know what I'm saying, a hoodie. If I could wear something that says South Central on it, because I'm not from South Central. Of course you can. You know what I'm saying? And this is, it's not about like just thinking that you have to ask for permission for everything, but just understand don't come in somewhere new and poke your chest out because the village that you came from or where you came from doesn't necessarily always mean that you're going to be in the same role, the same position in a new area that you're coming into, but you still need to be open Mm -hmm. going into a new community and a network so that you can thrive for in sure, the new network. For sure. I mean, I'm going to keep it real with you. You know what the crazy thing about it is? Everybody wear LA hats now. Yeah. We didn't wear... Well, it's the only safe hat. You know we, exactly but but right. we didn't grow up wearing LA hats. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up under niggas in the neighborhood car, right? So we wear the NY hat. We wore yeah, yeah, yeah. neighborhood yeah, hats. Yeah. You will wear a Yankee hat. Very rarely, you know... A trades they wear the Texas hat. Okay, the Rangers. The Rangers. Okay, okay. And then, you don't know. And then Mariners. And niggas from Hoover, they gonna wear the Astros hat. And you got Cleveland Indians. You bro, but but what I'm saying to you is pride. <laughs> I know my shit. I the reason shit. why the reason why everybody wears the LA hat now is because it's pride in LA. Mm. That's new. That's new. Because we didn't control media. It was niggas in LA that want to be from New York. Yeah. Niggas was wearing Timberlands. Cause I promise you, when I was in school, we was wearing Timberlands. But it's because the media made it feel like you was weird for being from LA. Thanks, Siri. I'm keeping it all the way real though. But I'm saying that to say that That's wild, yeah. The message the, the message is in, it, the messaging is important. You don't know that you can do something until you see somebody do it. Mm. Until Michael Jordan did what he did, nobody knew they could have their own pair of shoes and then Kobe came or 
this person came or you know what I mean? That's why I give credit to you. I give credit to Butter. I give credit to Chris. I'm a hood nigga. I came straight out the hood, bro. And I joined a run club and I seen like black people doing shit. And I was just like, this is dope, bro. These niggas doing whatever they want to do. Not the Diminish it by saying nigga, but I I, I use that term affectionately. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's inspirational, bro. Like we don't know what our capabilities are most of the time until you see a person from a similar circumstance or from a similar background or nationality doing it, and then you're like, oh, it just gives you that much more confidence. You're like the whole yeah. time I could have been doing this. Yeah, the whole time I could have been a swim instructor. Yeah, or I could have been a uh, try to like this nigga like Boogie does everything. Like, he's in triathletes. He's a swimmer. He's an actor. He's a. Uh, but we grind. He he breeds pit bull puppies. <laughs> no fucking. <laughs> hey, I got a homie. I got a homie that got a backyard. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. No, we didn't. But yeah, but it, like you said, it's just when you get around like-minded people, you know that there's not a can't. It's you not just a know can't. that we gotta find a way. Or yeah. We can. Yeah, uh, and and I guess the question I want to know, you know, going into it is like, you know, you're you're a father, you're a husband, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God, I'm sorry. Let me real quick, because yep. I am a father and I am a husband yep. to my wife Leslie. Her name is Leslie Irene Legraw Morris. I love you to death. You are so. Let me say this really quick. Go ahead. Right. Say it loud. Again, I didn't stay in college. My wife has a master's. My wife has. Her bachelor's, like, my wife is my introduction to a lot of different things. And my wife works in social justice. So my consciousness, like, I knew I felt the way about being black, but I didn't know how to go about it. Mm. I didn't know about protesting. My proximity to all of these things is my wife. My wife was the person, because she worked in nonprofit for so long that I would meet these people. And I would be like, you're working to improve the lives of young people. Like recidivism. If you don't know what recidivism is, that, that means that people that are stuck in the system and they can't get themselves out, right? I didn't know that until right now either. Right. So that means like people go to jail. You get out of jail, you're on parole. Mm-hmm. You come into contact with the police, you go back to jail. You hang out with your friends that, you, that have felonies and you're not supposed to, you go back to jail. That's what recidivism is. It, it, it means that... There's a system that's set up where people that have been institutionalized are Can't like, escape. they can never escape. Mm. And my wife was my introduction to the, and I'm like, well, that's not right. Well, my wife and then my little brother became a product of it, and, and God bless it, he, he ended up getting free of it. You know, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my introduction to it, and she bore me two beautiful babies. My wife is a graphic designer. She is a. Uh, a director of a nonprofit. She's about to close a deal with one of the biggest, um, uh, you know, charitable fi- foundations Amen. in America, the Weingar Foundation. Like, if you know what the YMCA is, she's about to close a deal with them to do some work with them for like a mega contract. So, my wife is a dynamo and she's amazing. And I want to send a shout out to my wife. You're beautiful and amazing, and I love you. And Thank you. He gonna be home soon. I'm gonna get him out I'm, of here. And, I'm, and, I'm gonna be home soon. And and and, and you know, last but not least, I, I guess you know the legacy for the wife, but more importantly, the legacy for your for your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like they've seen dad, but they've also seen dad mm-hmm. as a business owner. They've seen mom and dad speak about you know what I'm saying the importance of being a black man. They they've seen you. You know what I'm saying? Take them to the barbershop. They've seen these things. They've seen this. 
What is the legacy that you want to leave behind for them? The predominant thing, one thing I want to mention is my youngest son that's three years old is autistic. He's on the, the autism spectrum. Mm-hmm. So autism um, is near and dear to my heart. Um, April is uh, the uh, the national kind of like acknowledgement month for autism. So all the parents out there that have children that are on a spectrum, I'm with you. And, uh, you know, it's very, you know, some people are dealing with it mildly and some people are dealing with it in a, in a much more severe way. So I just I'm want to say I'm that I'm with you. autism. It's, 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 yeah, it, it is. Diverse. Right. Yeah. But, and they're amazing. Like if you really get to know them, it's just, you have to get to know them in their own way. Um, so I just wanted to say that, but I have two kids. I have Noah, that's three. I have Kennedy, that's seven. So I'm raising two little boys. I never got to have a girl. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sad about that, but whatever. Um, but the, the the what I want my sons to realize is that if you see your dad taking a chance and his friends taking a chance and he surrounds himself in an ecosystem where people take chances, that means that's what you're supposed to do, right? We exist in a matrix, bro. Your reality is what you want to make it. You know, you can surround yourself by people that only want to do the same things and they judge you if you do something different. Yeah. Or you can surround yourself with people that make you feel like a piece of shit because you're not stretching and you're not trying. And I pray that my kids will, you know, not do the latter. I hope that they are always trying and pushing and trying to build and trying to lead and trying to, you know... Stand in their power and the firmness of their own individualism. Like, be who you are, you know, and who you are is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be anybody else. You know, God made you special the way that you are. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to pay off in dividends. I be telling my son sometimes, like, the things that made me weird when I was little, those things serve me well now. Yeah, they're you know blessings. I mean? They were they were literally blessings. Yeah, and, you know and what mine saying? was swimming. You know, I got bullied for swimming because it made me ashy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So being a black kid, and he was ashy, Larry. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to be the shit. You know what I'm saying? And nah. shit happens. But now it's you know it's it's the same. You know, going into it now, and it's like. You don't have to be that. Like I, the, swimming took me around the world. It still takes me around the world. You have to teach me and my kids how to swim. Nigga. Uh, we yeah, I got you, bro. Yeah, like, we got to. Hey, we hey, pulling we, up yeah. to the class. Hey, listen, we pulling up. But you know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I want to get you home to the family, and you got work in the morning. Um, but more importantly, yeah, I'm um, going straight you know, in my job, and I'm about to go to sleep in my office. <laughs> uh, no, man, but I, I really do appreciate this. And like I said, like truth be told, like I said, like when I first got here, like it's very it can be very intimidating sometimes mm. to think that you're cool enough to fill to fit in with somebody or or want to. Mm. Um, but you you know what I'm saying you you really gave the genuine. Let me fill you out. Let me see what you're about. But you know what I'm saying. Getting a, and this is a real thing. Getting a handshake or just somebody remembering your name when you're not from somewhere is is more important than knowing them. I've always my I've always said. It's not about who you know, it's about who knows you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and more importantly, it's just, I always have felt like I, you know what I'm saying? If I needed to, like, I could point at you and be like, bro, like, I, I need help. You know what I'm saying? Or like, yo, like, can you know? And it's always been genuine. Let me love, tell you man. something. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to keep it all the way real with you, bro. Ever since I met you, bro, when you came out here, 
And you and Courtney both, y'all both yeah. came from Arizona. Y'all always been like very like nice. And it's not for me to decide how cause you could goon your way in too. Like nigga, I'm out here, nigga. <laughs> Fuck y'all niggas gonna do now, nigga. Out here from Arizona, I sock you niggas out. Like you can do that too. You know, if you wanna do that too. But 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 my my point is, bro, y'all easy to get on. And that's that's a character trait that I don't have. Yeah. I'm the type of person that I gotta grow on people because I yeah. have a I have a strong personality. And very I'm, eclectic. I, I, I'm very eclectic, and I spend a lot of time like getting to understand myself, right? So Emotional intelligence is right. very important. Well, what you end up doing in those type of situations is I will build myself up to like, bro, I don't give a fuck how niggas feel about me. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to take me or leave me, but you're going to have to deal with me. You right. feel me? Like, you're going to see me where you at because I'm a factor. You feel me? Like, I'm, I'm built mm-hmm. like that. Like you're not ever gonna like I'm not ever gonna be disappointed. But what I understand is like y'all are just you just go with the and that's what I like about you though, bro. Like you can just get in where you fit in, and it's like you know it's a seamless fit. Like where with me, I have to kind of wedge myself in there, mm. and maybe that's just the way that I feel. But I admire that about people. Like I tell Cordero all the time. Like Sexy you, chef, man. That you, pause, pause, pause. Hey, bro, that's the thing. <laughs> hey, that's the thing. Hey, hey, chef, I got you, dog. But, but what <laughs> I'm saying is, I notice it about certain people that y'all have that jovial kind of, uh, you know, I grew up around niggas that don't smile. Like, well, hey, hey, cuz, why that nigga smile so much? What's wrong with him? <laughs> well, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, cuz, like, what's wrong with that nigga, you know, cuz? He seemed too happy. <laughs> but but my point is that, bro, I appreciate it in other people. I don't necessarily have that. I'm, I'm, I'm growing into myself. I am who I am, and I understand. But, you know, we build ourselves like... Like the Tin Man, like I put oil here, I put oil there, I might be rickety here, rickety yeah. there. But what I'm saying is, what you lack, what you feel like you lack, you don't lack, bro. Uh, you like, I feel like all of us are just enough for what we need to do and what we need to be and what we need to accomplish. Like we on the right road as long as we be in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? That's real, man. I love that, bro. Hey, man, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the soapbox. I want to keep, obviously, not just keeping content because I got your contact, but yeah, how do I know people you, yeah. go to the website? How do we support, um, you know what I'm saying? I know we have shot out Lamert. Do you do any other, like, uh, consistent pop-ups? You know, are you in stores? Are you only mobile? How can we get not only the merchandise but continue? So to I see the clock coming up on the hour, so yeah. I'm going to make this shit quick because we got, what, three, two and a half minutes, something sure. like that? So... Um, the Cool Table Clothing Company. I like a quick, like a concise hour. That's that's actually that's cool. That's timing is divine. So if yeah. we do an hour, then that's you know what I mean. You're about to come up on two minutes. So um, we're at the Cool Table Clothing Company um, You could go there to purchase anything that you want, um, and you don't have to be from LA. Like I said, it's just supporting the ideal. You know, it's an undervalued area. The designs are dope. And I promise you, when you get the the clothing, that is gonna make a statement. Like you're not gonna go unnoticed. That's another thing. Like I try not to make anything where nobody's gonna notice you. Wherever the space that you walk into, people are gonna take notice of the garment that you're wearing, even if you ain't saying nothing out of your mouth. So that's one thing. Um, I'm, I'm, we're doing a pop up actually in Inglewood, down the street, across the street from Fiesta Market, uh, Fiesta Market, uh, Martin. Excuse me. We've been drinking. Uh, 
my my guy Tramiel, um over at Amore Noir, they uh, own um, like a consignment shop called um, uh, damn, Vacancy. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Called Vacancy, and uh, it's on La Brea. Um, that I believe that's gonna be May 15th. Okay. So May 15th, we're gonna be there. Pull up, in particular, if you're a business owner, like we try to um, shine light on people that are just trying. You know what I mean? I tell my son all the time, a try beats a not try any time, right? Like, whether you believe that you can do it or don't believe it, like, you're probably right. Like, if you believe it and you try, you're probably right. If you don't believe it and you don't try, you're probably right. It just depends on the level of effort that you give yourself. So, you know, I'm saying that to say that I want my brand, our brand, to become synonymous with, like, people that are trying. They're trying to create something. They're trying to create something that where there was nothing. They're trying to make something. They're trying to, uh, you know, improve their lives. Like, like in even value, like, for business owners, like, people ask me all the time about how I came up with, like, the concept of my business. It's really about value, right? The clothes are only worth what they printed on. Mm. But if I can give you value, so if you can yeah, step into the yeah, you can step into the room and that becomes a, a conversation piece, I've given you value. If your friends are like, I love that, I like when can I get one? That's value. Yeah. So I, I, we really just are trying to give value to people that support us. You know what I mean? And make you guys different. And and we all become different, and we all support the brand, and we all lift this whole thing up. So. Um, like I said, May 15th in Inglewood, we're going to have some stuff that's never come out before. I promise you, we're going to do some, uh, interesting stuff with Instagram. I'm a planner, bro. So it might seem like, it might not seem like I'm working. It's the loadout. You yeah. Know yeah. Loadout. I got yeah. You. But yeah. I feel like if you don't do anything with like scale and take into consideration with like preparation, like you hurt your brand. So sometimes I'll like my default is like planning a little bit more than just going off the cuff. So, you know, I apologize to y'all if sometimes y'all have to wait for an announcement or this or that coming out. I'm just planning. Like, I'm just like that. I'm built like that. Built like that. But yeah. you'll hear more soon. I'll let uh, Boogie close this shit out. Support a black business, support a, a, a person of color, support a friend, and support don't always come in spending money. Like, Another thing that bothers me, like, do a comment. Comment on your friend. If you see that your friend is trying, bro, you don't have to buy that shit. Just say something on their Instagram. You know what I mean? And, and all the DM shit. Don't even just DM all the time. Put that shit in the comments so people know that you're supporting your friend. Mm. But anyway, we're going to get into that on part two. That's yeah. part two. Oh, I get a, we get a part two? Easy call. That's good. Easy call. I like that. I like that. But hey. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna get him home. Yeah, open up the credit card. Let me get some. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. Hey, this is Say Loud Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. My man Marv uh, sitting down with us at the cool table. The CEO, cool table. Business brand. And look, wait, wait, wait. Before I leave, <laughs> this this nigga Jordan, bro, is about to be sweat. He about to be instructing all of the kids with the swimming. He's teaching adults how to swim. He's teaching young people how to swim. Old ladies, young ladies, everybody. I, I promise you, bro. One thing I know about this dude is he got the energy. The energy is what, like, you know how, how like, Pharrell says, like, nerd means 
you know, the energy yeah. never dies. Yeah. He got the energy, bro. I promise you, like, this dude's going to be a big deal. So you motherfuckers get in while the stock is low, bro. Buy the stock while it's at pennies because he's going to go high. He already acting and all that shit, bro. So, you know, get lock in with him right now before the stock go high. And then he going to act like he don't know y'all niggas because y'all wasn't there when it was... You know, when we was grinding this shit. And know? like that, <laughs> I want you to stay black and stay woke. That part.